0: Podcast: The Quacks, a podcast about longevity. This is the place where you can learn how to get healthy and stay healthy naturally. I'm glad you joined us today. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome into the Quacks. I'm Dr. Alan Miner in studio today with Dr. Patrick Flores. Welcome, Dr. Pat. Hello, everyone. Great to be with you again. This is one of my favorite topics: all about your immune system and how you stay healthy. And I'm going to start this episode off with a story, Pat, because I'm one of the world's biggest sugar addicts. Um, I just always have been since I was a little kid. In fact, I'm I'm ashamed to admit that I would, when I learned how to ride a bike when I was like six years old, I'd find money in the bottom of my mom's purse or under the couch. I'd hop on my bike. I wouldn't tell my parents. I'd ride about two miles across raging traffic of the street to 7-Eleven, and I'd buy bags of jelly beans and... Uh, licorice and sodas and I'd guzzle it all down and then I'd ride my bike back home Um, and I also got strep throat about every two months (laughs) and so that's where it started with me and I just know I was always a kid who had sore throat like it just seemed like every month or two I'd get a sore throat then I'd have a stuffy nose then I'd have a chest cold and it went into my adult life and then I'm a chiropractor teaching people about health and I get sick every couple months and so I finally one day had to sit down and look in the mirror and look at what I was doing and realizing, you know, uh, health doesn't come from bad germs or bad luck or bad genes. It really has to do with our environment and your immune system, friends, and what we're talking about in this podcast is the ins and outs of what we've learned about how your immune system works, how chiropractic affects the immune system, and what things you're doing that are crashing your immune system out. Because It's not fun to be sick, and we know that people who get sick frequently, it's the biggest sign we have that your immune system's weak and that you're prone to other problems like cancers. There's a huge correlation with high allergy sufferers and cancer diagnoses, friends. It's all related back to the immune system. So it's absolutely critical that you do the things you need to do so you can live a healthy, vibrant life. So that's what the show's about today. We're going to jump right into it. Dr. Pat, Let's start with the immune system. I mean, it's a fancy word. What is it? Can you kind of explain the parts of it and give us the the biology, the overview
1: of it? Okay. Well, the immune system is a very complex system, but we'll try to put it in really simple terms so we can understand it better. But the immune system is basically your body's defense system. So it protects us from foreign invaders, basically, like pathogens, allergens. And for the purpose of this discussion, we're going to call those antigens. Okay. but it offers protection from such things as bacterial infections, uh, parasitic infections, fungal infections, viral infections. But it's also that innate ability of your body to, um, to protect us from the growth of tumor cells as well. So in essence, it is really our body's defense from harmful foreign or non-self molecules. And these are things that the body will recognize and destroy um, those types of abnormal cells. But also when you have abnormal cells growing in your body, it also protects us from that too. Um, the first line of defense that we need to think of is your skin. So you have your skin, the cornea of your eye, and also like mucous membranes that you have lining your respiratory tract, your gastrointestinal tract, your genital urinary tract. This is our first line of defense before that immune system really kicks in. And it's a really complex kind of system of organ, cells, tissues that all work together to protect us.
0: So I want you guys to hear that. Your first line of defense is your exterior body. And... I think there's no better measurement of your internal health than your skin, friends. I mean, it's your largest organ, and you just can't see all your other organs, but you can see your skin, which is an organ. And so, if your skin—you know, folks who have skin issues, things like psoriasis, bumps, uh, red splotches—all you know, all, there's obviously dermatologists who specialize in in the skin. Just understand though, that's a barometer of your internal health, and that alone, maybe you don't get colds frequently. But your immune system is your skin. And if you're getting different lesions and sores and cracks, your immune system, you know, the first line of defense is now open to foreign invaders from the outside in. So good point, Dr. Pat. What happens once you
1: get past the skin inside of the body? What kicks in with the immune system then? So once you breach that first line of defense, that's when your immune response is kicked in. And this is a really big cascade of um, events that happens. Certain molecules are signaled to... Uh, protect us like the first line of defense to really kill or destroy or kind of neutralize that for an invader Then there's also other aspects of our body that are acquired over time that develop to protect us in the long run So again, we have two different parts of that immune response So once antigens are once they breach that first line of defense They're detect detected and the body needs to recognize those as either self or non-self so that they can handle them appropriately So the two parts of your immune response are your innate response. So this is the natural immunity. This is where it's an immediate response. It doesn't require previous exposure to an antigen. These are things that kick in right away. Um, So that antigen or that molecule is recognized. And this innate response is more for widely distributed types of antigen. So it's not very specific to a cell, specific organ system. It's things that are like a really big allergic reaction, those types of things that the body can deal with immediately.
0: So I'm going to have you dial it back, put it in layman's terms. What kind are we talking about a flu bug right now or what what kind of thing are you talking about when you're talking about antigens?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Those types of things, a bacterial type of um, infection, parasitic, fungal, bigger, more widespread type things that the body will all, that we have mechanisms to protect us from right away or immediately.
0: So maybe strep throat
1: back to that. That would be an example or a fungus.
0: Athlete's foot, you know, really gross stuff we don't like to talk about, but stuff that we know correlates with your immune system not working right. So, your body, Dr. Pat, I want you to get this, friends. This is a big deal. There's this system, this whole line of defense. Think of a battlefield, you know, it's literally just charging after these foreign invaders. I always think, Dr. Pat, of Pac Man. Yeah. You know, that you've got the, the, the ghosts, and uh, you've got Pac-Man who eats them up. When you swallow that little power pill, and you can eat them up or eat up the dots. That's how your immune system's working, right? You breathe in something. Uh, somebody sneezes on you. Somebody wiped their nose and shook your hand, and you put it in your mouth. All those gross things you don't like to think about. Uh, and you somehow you have a cut in your skin. You swallow it. Whatever it is, it goes through your eyes, your nose. That's that foreign thing gets into your body. You have this first line of defense. The problem, though, then, Pat, is if somebody gets the flu or gets tuberculosis or gets strep, what happened? What was the breakdown there?
1: It's essentially that your system is overwhelmed um, by other types of things. You know what I mean? So there's so many different things that could depress or affect the function of your nervous system. Stress, sleep, or lack of sleep. Um, Sugar, like we talked about before, um, a diet high in sugar and not enough nutrients or um, or or vitamins, things like that. So there's so many things that can depress your immune system. And your immune system has specific actions that needs to take, but there are certain cells in your immune system that are dual-acting. So some of the same cells that act to first engulf those types of pathogens or those antigens to get rid of them are also in charge of mediating inflammation in your body. So let's stop
0: right there. I don't want to gloss over this because Dr. Pat's taking it deep as he always does. Um, you have this defense system, friends, but there's things that can crash it out. And the first key that Dr. Pat just hit, you guys ever stop and think about what coordinates the immune response in your body, and your child's body? You know, if your child goes to school and they get sick, I don't buy into that idea that, well, everyone else was sick, that it's going around. You ever hear that one? Oh, this is going around. Well, it doesn't go around to everybody. So why do some people not get it, but a lot of other people do? Or why do you have one kid who seems to catch every single cold all year long, and another kid never has to go to the doctor once? They both breathe in the same stuff. But all the antigens and antibodies and and the immune system Dr. Pat's talking about, one of those kids is healthier in fighting off the bugs it breathes in, whereas the other kid's immune system is not as healthy, and so those bugs can set up shop and cause whatever disease or bacteria or flu or virus that they're associated with. The key that Dr. Pat just slipped in there though, friends, is what controls your immune system? Like everything else in your body, it's the central nervous system. It's the brain, the spinal cord, and those nerves. How does your body even recognize a foreign invader? Through the neurology, the nervous system and the immune system are one and the same. They're tied together. They're two different systems, but immune system is under direct control of the neurology. And Dr. Pat just touched on that, but I didn't want to jump over that. And then there's things you can do to shut off your immune system. We talked about sugar, and I think we'll go into that more in a little bit about how sugar shuts it off. But I want you to understand, sugar shuts down your immune system. Lack of proper sleep shuts down your immune system. You need sleep to rest and repair, and that's when so much of this work Dr. Pat's talking about in your body happens is when you're asleep. Well, if you're not sleeping well or waking up, that affects your immune system. And then another huge one is how you deal with stress. Nothing crashes your immune system and turns it off faster than the stress response. In fact, we did a whole show on the neurology of your body, but when you're in a fight or flight stress mode, your body intentionally turns off your immune system because there's other stuff to worry about. Your body doesn't care about a foreign bug if your body thinks it's in survival mode. It'll deal with the foreign bug later, but the problem is now people are in survival mode twenty-four seven, so they never do get their immune system around to dealing with the bug. So I want you to get sugar, sleep, rest, and then exercise. You gotta move and get outside. Those are huge influencers over the system Dr. Pat's talking about. All right, let's turn the nose of the submarine down and go deeper, Doctor Pat. Keep going.
1: So let's get back a little bit into more of the anatomy of the nervous or the immune system, sorry. So once, again, you reach that first line of defense, the skin, the cornea, the mucosal membranes, you get to the innate immunity, which is the immediate acting um, aspect of your immune system. So that's where you have um, phagocytic cells like uh, neutrophils. Those are natural killer cells, different kinds of cells like that, that engulf the antigen and get rid of it. If those are overwhelmed or you can't deal with it in that fashion, then that's where acquired immunity comes in. And your acquired immunity requires prior exposure to an antigen. So this is where the whole concept of vaccines and different things like that, you need exposure to different antigens over time, different allergens, different types of bacteria, different things to build your body's defense against those things. So again, if you just are in a bubble, you're not exposed to these things as a child, you don't go out and play in the dirt, you don't go out and do those types of things, your body, your immune system is absolutely weaker because of that.
0: And that friends, we can save for another show, but it's an interesting topic When you look at all of the vaccine information, there's a big debate if injecting into a needle through the blood barrier, through the skin, different vaccines, if that in fact creates the same immune response as when you breathe in things naturally through your respiratory system, which is or through your eyes, through your mouth, which is how we would be exposed to most stuff. And there's a lot of research that says, no, that doesn't provide the same level of immunities. It's interesting how so many of these measles outbreaks lately how many of the children were vaccinated the vast vast majority in fact and so that's uh like i said another topic but the bottom line is we know this is part of your natural immune system in your defense and your immune system does gain strength when you're exposed to things it has a memory And uh, that is is how things begin to get built. What else do you have to tell us, Dr. Pat?
1: A really cool analogy I remember about the immune system is that it is like a military, basically. So you have your first line of defense, and then once you get to that acquired immunity, which develops over time through different processes, through communication between your nervous system and the rest of your body, those major organs of the immune system, of course, like your spleen, your thymus, bone marrow, those types of things. Um, you develop this uh, immune system or the acquired part. And there's two major aspects of that. You have... um, It's all all running through leukocytes, which are white blood cells, of course. So you have the phagocytes like we talked about that are part of your innate immunity or that immediate acting response in your immune system. Then you have T cells. And your T cells are like soldiers in your body. So those are really when your body signals that there is something foreign and it tells the body that it needs to get rid of that. It recognizes that as non-self. The... T-cells are like soldiers, so those destroy the invaders that are marked by certain substances in the body to tell them that it's abnormal, basically. So you have B-cells, of course, of your body. Those are also lymphocytes that start out in your bone marrow and stay in the marrow um, to mature, and then the ones that leave, of course, to go get processed and mature in the thymus are your T-cells. So the B-cells of your body are like military intelligence system. They seek out and target to send defenses to back up that immediate or the innate response, And then, of course, the T-cells, like we said, are more like the soldiers. So those go and help the actual military intelligence system that marked those original invaders with antigens to help dispel those or to get rid of them.
0: And here's the brilliance and what I love about chiropractic, friends, I want to pull back. You don't have to think about any of this. I mean, there's so many lines of defense in our body. And it's the neurology, the central nervous system, that's coordinating these immune responses. And the beauty of that is innate intelligence at work inside of your body is when your body's functioning and working the way it's supposed to, you don't know any of this is happening, but it's happening all day long inside of your body. And it's why the emphasis on the neurology and the nervous system is so important because that would be to use the soldier analogy, the general that's overseeing everything is your brain, And the neurology between your brain and your body. Uh, One of the most fascinating studies I ever saw in chiropractic, Dr. Pat, was with those, uh, I think it was with T-killer cells, because Mm -hmm. HIV-positive folks measure those very closely as an indicator of how healthy or sick they are in relation to HIV and AIDS. And what they found is that when people got adjusted, uh, same groups, both HIV-positive, the groups getting adjusted... Everything else was the same would have an increase in those T killer cells, and so uh, there was a correlation with the neurology functioning better, stimulation of the spinal column and the neurology in the brain through the adjustment that had a direct influence on the innate intelligence of the body of the T killer cells, and it's why we're the one place in town when somebody's sick. you know we ask them, hey, we'd like you to come down so we can adjust you. you know we get adjusted, our immune systems are strong. We're sleeping well, we're getting adjusted every week, we're not eating sugar, and so we're not worried about it. And I always look at nurses, and I look at our doctors, you know, we really don't get sick much, uh, but we're around stuff, just like kids are. And so that's where the germ theory, friends, falls, really falls short. It falls really short, is if the germ theory explained everything, you know, I don't think any of us would be alive, actually. The germ theory ignores everything we're talking about right now, which is the internal environment of your body, the immune system of your body. You know, we're designed to breathe in bugs all day long. It's not a big deal. This whole germaphobe thing, you can't even see germaphobes. Those are, they're there, but they're kind of in your head, the way we make things so gross. Friends, what has far more to do with your body's health is your body's internal defense system, the immune system Dr. Pat's talking with us about. And if that's healthy, you can breathe and stuff. You know, it's interesting, Pat, about four years ago, somebody got arrested because he had tuberculosis. And he knowingly had it, and he very contagious, and he got on an airline flight, and they were concerned because now this guy sat in a tube going through the air for four hours breathing tuberculosis all over everybody. And he literally was arrested for a crime, just like I believe people now who have, uh, in a lot of states, who have STDs. If they sleep with somebody and don't disclose it, they can be arrested for a crime. But what was always fascinating to me, Dr. Pat, is that no one else on the plane ever got that severe strain of TB. And so that's just interesting that, you know, here's this guy who's got a bad disease that's very contagious through airborne molecules, and yet, fortunately, nobody else on the plane caught that. Well, Everybody was focused on how bad the germ was, but hey, let's celebrate how many people on that plane had strong enough immune systems that it breathed in TB and fought it off. I mean, that is absolutely astounding to me, and I wish we would hear from our health pro- professionals more emphasis on how we make people healthier instead of having to knock down the germs and the bad things because at the end of the day, your immune system has a lot more to do with your health than if you catch something than than what the bug is, right?
1: Absolutely. And that's where most studies in chiropractic and the effects on the immune system kind of originated from. It was this Knowing by chiropractors that we do affect people and the way that the defenses of the body are working. We see our patients are much healthier than those aren't, are, that aren't adjusted. So a lot of the studies that started kind of like in the 90s were based off this. They wanted to see exactly what kind of changes, what physiological changes were occurring in the blood to see what these white blood cells were doing in response to the adjustment. So a lot of the studies early on, they were positive for showing that when you adjust certain areas of the spine, a lot of it is the thoracic spine because that's an area that's intertwined with the sympathetic function of your body. So a lot of these adjustments in the upper thoracic spine have proven with studies to um, reduce the production of pro-inflammatory chemicals, um, but also to increase blood levels of certain um, substances that really regulate your immune system. Um, cytokines, that's a big word um, Cytokines are, they're cell marking or signaling proteins in your body in this immune system. So it's part of this whole cascade of how the body recognizes antigens and deals with them. So these cytokines are really, they've been studied extensively with the adjustments, and this is what we see a big effect on. So if we can affect the way that these signaling molecules are working, if they're increased, decrease with adjustments or not being adjusted, we can really tap into how that immune system is functioning and how we can help people stay well. There's other links with adjustments to adjustments of the upper thoracic spine have resulted in markers indicating significant increase in phagocytic activity of neutrophils and monocytes. So that's that innate ability of your body to deal with these antigens right off the bat. Get rid of them, eat them up, almost like you said, like Pac-Man. That's what we're imagining in that state. But it increases activities of neutrophils and monocytes. And that's a critical part of that first defense or that innate defense in your body. And then also adjustments have shown to elicit visceral somatic responses that affect both neutrophils and um, phagocytic activity again. Another study you're talking about, upper cervical adjustments have shown to increase CD4 helper T cells, which we're talking about are like those soldiers in your body that are in response to antibodies being created and staying in your system to fight off these antigens long term, but it's actually shown that upper cervical adjustments increase CD four helper cells, and that was a big part of that study with HIV patients to show how they were responding better to treatments and different um, therapies, while others that weren't under chiropractic care were weren't seeing the same response.
0: Upper cervical friends, that'd be top of your neck, the bone under, that holds up your skull called C one, the atlas, C two, C three. Literally, all that nerve flow through the brain stem connecting the brain to the body flows through there. So, if things aren't moving and functioning properly, it can begin to impact the neurology and, as Dr. Pat's talking about, the immune system. So, as we're running out of time, I want to give you some real practical information, friends. You're sick, your child is sick. What do you do? How do you get over this thing fast? What do you do? Well, first thing, we would strongly discourage you from turning to antibiotics as even the medical profession knows they're far over prescribed. You really want to save that for the time you have some kind of really severe 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 um, infection and your antibiotics lose effectiveness over time so they should be used so rarely. And there's so many things you can do to help your body to fight a cold. First thing I'm going to suggest is well first let's just correlate we see this with kids in the offices how often kids get sick around big sugar events valentine's day halloween christmas easter uh when kids have a lot of sugar i want you to start paying attention to that friends when you splurge and get the pint of ice cream and eat it all in one night and you have the sore throat the next day when you went out clubbing and you had a bunch of mixed drinks with coke watch when you have those sugar blasts how much more prone you are to getting sick just that will enlighten you to see that connection but let's say that, oh well, you had the sugar blast, now you're sick, what do you do? Well, the reverse. First one, first thing is no sugar in your body for two days. Not a gram, not a drop, we're going to get it out, and it's funny because what do people tend to do when they're sick? Sugar, cough drops, Sprite, ice cream, and what they're actually doing is further suppressing the immune system. So cut out the sugar. Next, as I think we've talked about pretty in depth, get adjusted. Get that bump to your immune system from the inside out. It's one of the best times to get adjusted is when you have a cold. Next up, we want you to get a lot of rest, sleep. That's going to help your immune system work really well. Uh, And then there's some supplements. There are some outside-in supplements you can take that bump up your immune system. Um, Vitamin D is maybe something we need to touch on, Dr. Pat. Can you jump into that, both vitamin D, just how it's made, how it relates to the immune system, and
1: why somebody should supplement if they have a cold? Well, vitamin D is a, it's a vitamin that's in, in play in so many processes of your body. You know what I mean? It's one of your major ones that's involved in the immune system, of course, but you need vitamin, you need to create vitamin D from sunlight. And of course we don't get enough sunlight. We have sedentary jobs. We're inside a lot of the day. And even being outside, you have clothes, you have barriers protecting your skin. You need to absorb those um, rays from the sun to be able to create it in your body. And if you can't get enough sunlight, of course, you're not going to be creating enough so you have to supplement and vitamin d3 is a supplement that you want to think about when you're trying to boost your immune system or just for better health in general it's intertwined in the muscular system so a lot of musculoskeletal complaints are now proven to be just a deficiency in vitamin d
0: yeah friends there's a lot of research uh, again correlating uh, cancer diagnoses and suppressed long-term vitamin d levels vitamin d we suggest a liquid supplement because it's in oil you need fat to absorb it Um, latest research shows you need to be in like a bikini or speedo (laughs) if you will for about 30 to 45 minutes every day in the sun to have enough vitamin d so many of us are afraid of sun because of skin damage so people are using you know different uh, creams and stuff that have sun protectors um, and they're actually though doing harm to their body's immune system so I don't think you should be so afraid of the sun. I'd be afraid of getting burned by the sun. But you need sunlight. But if you don't have sunlight, you need to supplement vitamin D. And we ask you, you know, we see when people, uh, when they take five to 10,000 international units of vitamin D, it can take six months to a year to get your normal levels all the way back up, friends. So it's it's something that takes a long time to get back regulated. But if you're coming out with a cold, cut out the sugar, get adjusted, supplement vitamin D, And that's the one time to do a big vitamin C blast to really get things up and running. So I think we're way over our time today, Dr. Pat. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, There's probably a lot more here we can delve into with the immune system. But I just want you guys to take away your immune system is your first line of defense. Focus on making that healthy instead of avoiding bugs and germs you can't see. And you're going to be a lot better off.
1: Absolutely. That's a perfect way to put it out. We want our patients just to be aware of... The fact that this is a natural ability of your body to fight off things, and you really want to tap into that instead of just putting something at unnatural or from the outside in to try to help to increase your ability to do that.
0: Thank you for joining us today on The Quacks, the podcast about longevity. Be sure to tune into our next show. Have an amazing, healthy, blessed, abundant week.